Get ready for a journey into the heart of Bridgeport politics with In Absentia, a new podcast from Connecticut Public's investigative team, The Accountability Project. Learn about the city's past and present political dysfunction and the systems that enable it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Funding provided by Joe Zimmel and Valerie Friedman. You know what today is? It's a great day to go dumpster diving. Okay, got a bag of Meyer lemons. Oh, there was only one funky one in there. Ah, this is crazy. Right? There's only one funky one in there, but the rest look okay. Yeah. A seasoned pro takes me into the depths of a dumpster. Plus a TikTok star talks about how she got hooked on dumpster diving. When you peek in and just see it loaded full of stuff, like the adrenaline starts pumping. You're like, okay, I got to get in. I got to get every single thing out and into my car. (laughs) And get some do's and don'ts from a guy who wrote a book about it. Plus, what kind of animals you should be on the lookout for. Raccoons. Very fun to come across. So cute. (laughs) So cute. Um... (laughs) But not that cuddly. I'm Kyone Wolf. Let's dive right in. Next on Audacious. Right after the news. From Connecticut Public Radio in Hartford, this is Audacious. I'm Kyone Wolf. Stay with me here. A while back on the show, I did an episode about firsts in recent scientific advancements and observations. And the headline for one of them was, Mass of Human-Made Materials Exceeds Earth's Biomass for the First Time. Essentially, the weight of the stuff we humans have made is, for the first time ever, heavier than every other living organism on Earth. That's a lot of stuff. Cue It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Season 3, Episode 1, is called The Gang Finds a Dumpster Baby. And it starts with... Well, a couple of the main characters finding a baby in a dumpster, and it gets more hilarious from there. But there was this part where Charlie and Frank, played by Charlie Day and Danny DeVito, begin seeing the joy and delight of dumpster diving, and they really get into it. Charlie, would you just please lay there and go to sleep? I can't sleep, dude. It's impossible. My mind's going like a mile a minute here. Well, stop thinking about it. I'm not your father. Now go to sleep. Dude, it's not that. I'm thinking about something completely different. It's the trash, isn't it? It's the sweet, sweet trash. I mean, man, we found some amazing out there today. I mean, the kind of that I didn't think you could find in the trash, you know? And uh, I'm just going nuts thinking about what else is out there. Frank, this ordinary guy's just like you and me going through everyone else's trash. People don't appreciate their trash, Frank. Let's go get the flashlights. That feeling, that thrill and excitement... You'll hear it from my guests today and from me when I try it myself later in the show. Those feelings are really at the core of dumpster diving. And there's also fear of being confronted by store employees or police, of being judged negatively by your friends or people who are seeing you pawing through plastic bags and inspecting egg cartons. And fear's there too, woven into the policies and laws that make it so stores and restaurants won't resell or donate their stuff. And to tie it back to the whole, all the stuff we've made now outweighs every living thing on the planet feet, there's a lot of anger 
at the mind-boggling amount of waste that we produce, food and stuff-wise, and anger because it doesn't have to be this way. You'll hear all those feelings and then some throughout the show today, including my conversation later with a woman who takes her 2.4 million TikTok followers dumpster diving and into her warehouse where she stores the stuff she finds and sells. Let's get things started with a guy who really, really loves getting his gloves dirty and bringing together other people who do too. Robert Vedas is the author of A Beginner's Guide to Dumpster Diving. And he's the creator of the 61,000 member strong Facebook group, Dumpster Diving Tips and Finds. So, okay, let's just jump right in, so to speak. As I prepared for my first time trying it, I asked Robert, what kind of things should I do and what should I not do? For clothing, obviously, you're going to be looking through trash pretty much. So you don't want to wear anything too fancy. T-shirt and closed-toed shoes, of course, jeans. Gloves, always a good idea. You never know if you come across broken candles or ripe diapers or anything like that. Broken glass. Exactly. Time of day, it's basically up to you. There's pros and cons for both going in the day and the night. Uh, So for the day, of course, you have light. You're less suspicious. You have more of a chance of being caught by an employee if they decide to open the back door and throw stuff away, which has happened to me a few times. Um, At night, if you go, of course, less people, stores are closed. However, it's dark. And since the stores are closed and you're poking around back there, it might raise its suspicion. Sorry. And I have had the police come out on me a few times as well. I guess now's a good time to talk about the law. I know it varies from state and even within a state. Certain My understanding is that towns and cities can say, nah, not in my back parking lot uh what how do we figure out what's legal and where is it the most legal yeah well legality is kind of a gray area for dumpster driving because uh, a lot of cities uh, if you look into your specific city ordinances search for like scavenging or trash picking or anything like that and you may or may not come across something that says scavenging is prohibited right there you know if you go dumpster diving there you are breaking the law Generally speaking, though, if there's nothing against it, there was actually a Supreme Court case back in the 80s saying that once trash is thrown away, it's no longer the property of pretty much anyone because they've thrown it away. They've given up the rights to it. So at that point, um, you're free to grab it if you want to. You mentioned that there have been a few times where you've been in the dumpster and an employee of the store came out. Uh, What happened? So I was um, in the video game store dumpster and i was looking around and the store manager comes out i guess just to smoke a cigarette or throw something away or both and he was like what are you doing i was like well i'm just looking through the dumpster i mean i mean what are you gonna say (laughs) exactly i mean whenever you're approached by either law enforcement or an employee just tell them the truth just tell them what you're doing you don't want to make up any fancy thing because i'll just complicate matters just be like yeah going through the dumpster dumpster diving And then usually they'll either say, all right, just don't make a mess or please don't do that. Go away. And in my case, when the employee came out, he was like, you can't do that. Get out of the dumpster. Go home. I was like, all right, no problem. I mean, there's no point in getting in trouble with the law or getting trespassed from a store just because you were looking through trash. It's not worth it. What happens if even if it's fully legal and you know it? 
there's a no trespassing sign on the dumpster or the enclosure around it. As long as there's no sign saying no trespassing or no scavenging or no dumpster diving, you should be good to go. I mean, if you do see a sign and you do it anyway, at that point, that's breaking the law because at that point you are trespassing. There are a lot of dumpsters in the world, turns out. So how do you figure out where to dive? Do it where you feel comfortable. For example, like if you're looking for food, go to a grocery store. If you're looking for makeup, go to a beauty store, uh, things like that. If you're just looking in general, go everywhere. Not only stores throw out things, but unfortunately, there are people who do what we call illegal dumping. So they use the store's trash can to dump their own stuff, which is illegal because the stores are paying for it, not you. But if you do come across that, I have found quite a bit of interesting things that someone just dumped into a store dumpster as well. So set your expectations low. And then if you find something, you'll be more happier about it. And also one more thing for the schedule, like when is the best time to go? When you're first starting out, try to go every day for a week. And then once you find the dumpster empty, you'll know when trash day is. So you don't want to go the day on trash day because that's just wasted time. Uh, so maybe the night before the trash is picked up, that's probably when it'll be the most full. And that's probably when you'll find the most stuff. Can we talk real quick about animals? Sure. <laughs> I don't even need to ask the question. Animals, go. <laughs> Raccoons. Very fun to come across. So cute. <laughs> so cute. Um, <laughs> but not that cuddly. I was diving a dumpster uh, not too long ago and a raccoon jumped out of it. And uh, yeah, I got a, my heart works just fine. So oh, good. good. Know, <laughs> You're alive. Neat. <laughs> yeah, but raccoons are definitely the number one culprit, I think. Um, yeah, when I came across mine, he jumped out and then it was in an enclosed area. So we just perched up on the wall and he stared at me for a little bit, just waiting for me to leave so we can go back in and get his meal. But um, raccoons, I've seen mice, of course, rats. Not sure if I've seen any snakes, but I think I heard maybe a snake or two here and there. Keeping animals in mind, should you like, I don't know, when you go to the dumpster, sort of like take a stick and, and poke at it to see if anything is buried in there instead of accidentally stepping on something, like to rouse them? Yeah, it's a good idea. Usually, whenever I come to a dumpster, the lids are closed. So when I open the lid, that makes enough noise to shoo everything away. But Tapping on the outside of it, maybe with like a stick or a pole or something just to make some noise or poking in it. Be careful if you're poking in it, though. You don't want to poke any animals in there, but no. just poke around, see if there's anything in there before you get in there yourself. You don't want any company of that kind with you in there. Do you think it's worth it to bring some sort of a spray, uh, like a mace or a pepper spray or something? I mean, I guess for animals of all kinds, including humans. I know in our group, a lot of people carry mace around just for their own personal safety, um, for other humans, not mainly towards animals. But um, mace, um, I know, I think a few members take a taser with them as well. Um, but any small personal defense you can fit maybe in your pocket or on your belt would never hurt also for your personal safety. In terms of resale value... What store or chain of stores or kind of score gives you the most bang for your buck, regardless of what you're looking for personally, what you want to resell? What comes to mind? So video game stores for collectibles and then pet stores, pet supplies, dog food, dog treats, uh, things like that. A lot of people in uh, my group 
frequent those a lot because they have dogs. Dog food is expensive. Why do the stores throw the food out there? Is it because it's expired or? With any type of consumables, usually there's an expiration date. So if it's expired, technically the stores can't sell it. And so they toss it. Um, If the bag was ripped open in the store for some reason, like if they were cutting the box open and they cut the bag, um, maybe half of it spilled out. So they threw the other half away because they can't sell just half a bag. For like pet supplies, like dog toys or anything like that, um, recalls. (laughs) <laughs> they're recalled for some reason. I mean, you'll want to. Yeah, you do not want those. You don't want those. Definitely. Yeah. And you'll definitely want to check online for any recalls, especially for like food or anything like that. Um, I know in our group, a lot of our members are really good about putting out recall notices like they see in the news for like chicken or salad or anything like that. So if you find any of that, just skip it. So if you're a dumpster diver uh, and anything will be touching the lips or the mouth of anyone who is your beloved, you probably are also really good at looking up to make sure that this thing isn't, you know, going to kill you. Correct. This Facebook group that you run has almost 60,000 members. And so you've seen a lot. You've heard a lot. You've probably read a lot of comment sections. Uh, What are people most drawn to doing in this group or saying in this group or sharing in this group? Uh, So, of course, it's showing your tips and your finds. So a lot of people are showing off what they found the past few nights. Um, I've been approving a lot of new members who end up posting saying, hey, I saw this somewhere. It looks fun. I want to try it. Where are the tips and finds and all that stuff? We also have some seasoned members in the group um, who constantly put out their tips. They have huge long lists. Everything you'll ever want to know about dumpster diving, you can read in pretty much one Facebook post. It's funny because they seem so helpful and they are so helpful and it feels like a community, like you're looking out for each other and this is important. This is a part of a value set to a lot of people. Um, when we looked in a different group, not yours, uh, for someone to dive with um, for this show, there was a lot of contention in that group. Um A lot of people felt like the added attention would be harmful. Somebody wrote, this is how diving gets ruined. And, oh, great, draw more attention to dumpster diving. So all dumpsters end up getting locked. But then again, some people were like, I found a great dumpster diving community in New York City because Anderson Cooper did a segment on them. Or leave this alone, get excited about extreme couponing or something. And it was kind of dizzying to see, like, really how angry people sounded about the idea of attention and how like this is really crucial to get this attention. What do you say to that tension? What does that say to you? Yeah. Dumpster diving overall, I think is it's a community. Uh, We try to help each other out. I've run into dumpster divers myself when I've been out dumpster diving. Um, We talked, we chatted, we shared our finds, we traded finds. Um, Someone was needing a radio. I found a radio. I gave it to them. They got a radio. So, and then a lot of times, so it could be like you mentioned, people are afraid that their dumpster will get locked up. Well, the only reason it would get locked up really is I think for only two reasons. Number one, if you make a mess, if you just rip everything out, throw it all over the place, leave. Of course, the employees will have to come back in the morning. They'll have to clean it up, takes money and time out of their business. They don't like it. They lock it up. So number one, never make a mess. 
I always tell our members that if you're going to go through a dumpster, if you're going to take anything out, put it back. Once you put it back, look around. If you see anything that you didn't put out, but that should be in there, go ahead and put it in there anyway. Leave the dumpster better than you found it. Exactly. Yes. And then number two, I don't see this too often, but I have seen it once or twice, is when people find something that might be damaged or defective in the dumpster, they turn around, they try to return it to the store for credit or a refund. And for me, that is plain stealing. At that point, they threw it away. You found it. You're trying to give their trash back to them and take money from them or credit. That is, I think, stealing and downright just unethical, in my opinion. So leave the dumpster better than you found it and don't be a jerk. Exactly. I think that's life advice we could apply really anywhere. Yeah, in any parts of your life, don't be a jerk. Be nice. Be kind to people. So Robert Vedas, I will re-interview you uh, when you come out with the book Zen and the Art of Dumpster Diving. (laughs) How Dumpster Diving Can Improve Your Life and Your Relationships. By Robert Vedas. Robert, thank you so much for your advice and for talking with me. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. When we get back. Sometimes I start shaking just because there's so much. Uh, I'm like, oh my God, why? I'm still shocked by the stuff that we find. Meet a very successful dumpster diver whose millions of TikTok followers look to for advice. I'm Kyone Wolf. This is Audacious. Stay with me. This is Audacious. I'm Kyone Wolf. Today, the joy, the fears, and the delights of dumpster diving. Later, you'll dive with me and a seasoned diver in a dumpster by an Aldi grocery store. But right now, you got to meet Tiffany Butler from Denton, Texas. She's better known by her 2.4 million TikTok followers as the dumpster diving mama. So how does someone so compelling, so successful, so brazen get started in this line of work? So I used to be obsessed with like watching makeup tutorial videos on YouTube. So I was watching them one day and somehow I stumbled upon some girls dumpster diving at Ulta. I mean, I guess it's, you know, similar Ulta makeup videos, whatever. So I stumbled upon the video and I started watching it and I was seeing how they were pulling boxes of makeup out of the dumpster. And I was like, "Mm, no, that's not, that's not a thing. No. And at that time I lived like five minutes from Ulta. So I showed my husband, I was like, babe, I'm going to go, I'm going to go look. And I did. And the very first time that I went, I found a box of makeup. And I was like, are you kidding me? And I took it home and I put it out on the counter. And we were like looking up the retail values of everything. It was like over a thousand dollars worth of stuff. What? God. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. And I'm like, okay, so if this store does this, do all the other stores do it too? So we started just exploring. We'd go out like on the weekends and check just like random places. And we would end up like filling the car up. I'm going to come home, unload it, and then we'd go back out. And it just like, it escalated so quickly from there. So you had been working in the food industry. When did you realize that dumpster diving could be more than just a hobby or a side hustle? Um, I was doing it occasionally in the evenings or whatnot. 
then I started TikTok and my TikTok blew up. Like within a week, I had 50,000 followers. And I was like, okay, people are really intrigued by this. And why do you think that is? Like right now you have, at the time that you and I are, are talking, you have 2.4 million people following you at Dumpster Diving Mama. And th- like, what do you think it is about what you're doing and you that has so many people following you? I think people are just shocked by all the waste. Um, and then they're also intrigued. Like, why am I not doing that right now? <laughs> when you come back with all the loot, you sell it. Yeah. Yeah, I sell probably 80% of it. And that's like, I imagine, a full-time job. Uh, yeah. Because you got to like take pictures, right? You got to post it. You got to ship it. It's a pain, but it's worth it. I just started coming home with more and more. I got a storage. I got a 5 by 8 storage. Within like two months, that was completely full. I upgraded to a 10 by 15 storage. And now my 10 by 15 is full. <laughs> so uh, I've been hunting for a warehouse space because I want to do like weekend sales because it'd just be too difficult to bring everything in my storage plus it wouldn't fit <laughs> into my garage to have a garage sale. So I want to set up to where I can have like weekend sales and get rid of all this stuff because <laughs> it's literally just piling up. A lot of the little stuff I'll like sell on my website. I do post some stuff on Marketplace, bigger items but I just need the space. And I found a 750 foot square warehouse that I'm moving into on the first. Uh, how much do you make a month? It really depends. Um, but like combined with, I know my TikTok, all the, the collaborations that I do with companies, I've pro- probably maxed about 80,000 this year. <laughs> and you work, you work for it. I don't sleep. <laughs> uh, do you ever fear that this might like take over your entire life? It already has. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's taken over your life when you, me and my husband, you know, go out, we're dressed up. We go out like on a nice date or whatever. And literally as we're leaving the restaurant, we see a dumpster and I'm like, babe, go, go, go check, go check it. <laughs> I mean, like in a tux and I'm in like a dress and heels and like, okay. We got we to gotta go look. We got to look. <laughs> Tiffany, that is true love. You have found true love. Congratulations. <laughs> it's hard to find. <laughs> he's, he's completely supportive. When, my first, when we first started, back before Ulta was like destroying everything, he would call me on his way home from work. He'd be like, babe, I got you some boxes. And I'm like, oh my God. And he was like, come home with these boxes. They would be on a schedule and they would dump a certain day every week and he would get it and he would bring it home. Oh my gosh, I miss those days. <laughs> yeah. Will you talk about the feelings that you experience from beginning to end? Like you see a dumpster, your heart starts to race. And then like, what does it feel like for you when you, when you approach a dumpster? When you pull up, you're like, you know, it could be a hit or miss. There could, it could be a jackpot in here. There could be nothing. So, like, I try not to get discouraged if there is nothing because, you know, that's part of it. But when you peek in and just see it loaded full of stuff, like the adrenaline starts pumping. You're like, okay, I got to get in. I got to get every single thing out and into my car. (laughs) Sometimes I start shaking just because there's so much. Uh, I'm like, oh, my God. Why? It's just crazy. Like, I can't. I can't. I'm still shocked. And I've been doing this five years. I'm still shocked by the stuff that we find. 
I know that dumpster diving is legal where you are, but isn't there sort of just like a, I don't know, is there a fear in you at any point? Nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Has there ever been? Um, maybe at first I was kind of nervous for someone to see me, but now, I mean, I go in the middle of the day, cars are driving by, people are looking at me. I don't even care anymore. When you talk about this, especially five years ago when you were getting into it, or I guess, you know, even now when you tell people who don't know you that this is, this is your life, what kind of reactions do you get? Nowadays, it's more like positive. Um, it used to be a lot of negativity, like you know, that's gross. Why are you doing that? You're getting stuff for free. But now people are way more supportive and they want to join me. Like I have so many people message me all the time. Can I go with you? I want to go with you. Can I go with you? And you're like, nope. <laughs> nope. I go with Megan. <laughs> Who's Megan? See, I actually met her dumpster diving. She's my diving buddy. She's your diver die chick. Yes. <laughs> we used to go live on TikTok a lot. People love watching us because we're hilarious. So I am going to try this and I have never done it before. And I am wholeheartedly excited to try it. <laughs> what sort of things should I be keeping in mind as I, as I go about my first, my inaugural dumpster dive? Do you plan on going during the day or at night? Whenever someone will have me, I'm going to go with an experienced dumpster diver. Is night better? Lately, night has been better, yes. Um, it used to be super good during the day, but it seems like the stores are tossing more at nighttime. When we leave my house, we leave my house around 730 and we probably get to our first spot at 8 o'clock. And then we go all the way up until 3 a.m. sometimes. When you see a dumpster that's locked, but you can shimmy underneath it or, you know, get around <laughs> it, is that risky? It, everybody's saying it's trespassing. I didn't, I didn't climb under it because I know people are tripping on me. I didn't climb under it. I just went to a different location and got my cookies from there. <laughs> but yeah, um, technically that's trespassing. Okay. That's good to know. Um, I know that the nature of the beast is you don't know what you're going to find. Yes. But is there anything that you wish you would have found already that you haven't? Besides a bag of money. Um, I've actually found money. <laughs> oh, what? 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 Really? <laughs> yeah, I have a video of it. Um, it was at a Dollar General by my house. And it looked like somebody had dumped like their personal stuff in there. Like there was a microwave and just like random crap. Uh, but there was this like red bag, which was from a trampoline park. It looked like maybe it was from like a birthday party or something. Cause there was like a mask and deodorant and like some little paperwork. So I like dug through it and I found 50 bucks cash in the bottom of the bag. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I called <laughs> Megan. I'm like, Dude, I just found 50 bucks in this bag. She's like, what? <laughs> this is crazy. So many people is like, that's staged. I'm like, none of my videos, not one is staged. Everything is completely real. What do you wish you knew about all this before you got started? That it was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, why didn't I find out about this seven, eight years ago? I mean, apparently it's, it's been around for a very long time because I found out, it, found out about it on YouTube. So I know there's YouTube divers that have been on there for years. Yeah, I follow the dumpster diving subreddit uh, because, you know, Reddit and um, 
I feel so happy for them (laughs) because, you know, like I feel happy for you when you find stuff. And I think like, well, (laughs) what is it in me that I haven't pulled that trigger yet? Like why, why, why is it taking a public radio episode for me to try this? Like what, what do you think people's, uh, what do you think is holding people back? I think people just get nervous and I guess they're scared of finding something that they don't want to find. (laughs) I mean, I'm not sure what holds people back. We check places that we're not familiar with all the time. We have no idea like what we can come across, but we we go for it. And sometimes it's crazy scores. Like when we found those treadmills, we had never been in that area before. And I peeked in, I was like, Megan, there's treadmills in here, like in the box. What? (laughs) (laughs) Which makes me want to ask, like, you know, there's dumpsters everywhere. There's grocery store dumpsters. There's CVS and Walgreens. There's Payless Shoe. I mean, like, which stores have the best payout typically that you've seen? It really depends. Burlington is probably one of my favorites. Because it's literally a variety of everything. I mean, shoes, clothing, purses, makeup, baby stuff, you know, animal stuff, electronics, everything. And they'll throw it away if just like maybe the box is dented or something. Or say there's like a tin pack of socks and one sock's missing. They'll throw all the other socks away. You've also talked about how often you see products that have been destroyed. Oh, yeah. Just to be destroyed so they can't be used, yeah? Yeah, Ulta is, is well known for that. And um, say uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, they're pretty known for their red spray paint. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they put they spray red spray paint on stuff. But um, us dumpster divers have figured out ways to get it off. Oh, yeah? Like how? Um, so if it's on, like, fabric... Like I had a really awesome Ugg comforter that I found. It was like a $300 comforter and they did like a, a strip of red spray paint on it. So I got um, this pink bar of soap. It's called Zoat. And I put that little corner in some hot water and I just took the entire bar and I just like rubbed it on it and used my hands and like scrubbed it in. And then I washed it in OxyClean and it came out. Hmm. When you find food, like recently you found a lot of really sweet treats and cookies <laughs> and stuff like that. And, and it's funny, I, you know, I, I see all these like donuts and stuff in a bag and I know I can imagine some people being like, I would never eat that. Meanwhile, I am salivating. I would be like, absolutely. I would absolutely eat those. Yeah. Um, they're in a bag, you know, they're not pressed up against the side of the dumpster or anything. Mm-hmm. But when you find food and a lot of food, you, you can't really sell that, right? Like, do you ever give it away or... Yeah. So I have a group on Facebook and I have a lot of local divers. I'll just, I'll post in there and tell them when we found those roll-offs full of food, I did a live video and then I posted about it so people could go, you know, get whatever they wanted. Well, I have asked everything I planned on. Is there anything that I missed? Just be open-minded. Don't be freaked out about what you could potentially see. I mean, we've seen human feces, uh, <laughs> dead animals, but there's one we go to and there's always this thickest, cutest little raccoon that hops out of it. Other than that, yeah, just go explore and have fun. Don't be too nervous or you might chicken out. <laughs> and then you'll miss out on a bunch of cool stuff. Exactly. Well, Tiffany Butler, thank you so much for talking with me. 
Thank you. After the break. And oh they, my gosh, a bunch of eggs. Yeah. Most of them are cracked, but some of them may not be. They're not. So you would take that, right? Yeah, we mean, call them dumpster dozen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this thing. And a dumpster by an Aldi. I'm Kyone Wolf. This is Audacious. Bear back. For a hungry family that I must be. Dumpster diving. This is no jive. I go dumpster diving. This is Audacious. I'm Kyone Wolf, and it is a beautiful day to go dumpster diving. Now we have arrived at the moment you've all been, well, I'm, I'm not sure if you've been waiting for this, but it feels like I've been waiting my whole life to dumpster dive. I just, I just didn't know it. I had the honor of talking trash with Deirdre from Longmeadow, Massachusetts, alongside a lovely blue grocery store dumpster. She's going by her first name because she wants to protect her identity from people who well, maybe it would be a little nicer about it if they listened to this show. Anyway, here we go. I feel nervous. Where is the dumpster? Why am I talking quietly? Where's the dumpster? <laughs> there they are. Hi. How are you? I'm excited and scared. Okay. All right. Okay, hold on, gloves. I feel like these are too bulky, my gloves. No, those are perfect. All right. I, I use gardening gloves because I'm a gardener. So nice. um, they're durable. I don't have much issue with glass, but I've been stung before, especially during the summer. Of course. I have so many questions. So first of all, sure. where's the dumpster? That's the dumpster right there. All right. It's a lovely blue. <laughs> <laughs> Does the color of the dumpster tell you anything? No. Nothing. Nothing. Just tells me uh, what company it uses. All right. Most companies um, will go to the same du the, their dumpsters on the same day. Ah, so okay. you get an idea of um, when they've been picked up. This one's usually picked up on um, Wednesday or Thursday. Ah. Well, before we dig in, okay. maybe we can get a little background on you. Sure. Will you talk about how dumpster diving came into your life? In late 2019, when I first started, it was mainly out of curiosity. Like I had heard about dumpster diving through Rob Greenfield. I follow him on social media. He does it because he doesn't like food waste and neither do I. Because 40% of all edible food in the United States is thrown away. That's bonkers. It's ridiculous how much food is thrown away. In a, that's a year. That's in a year. So will you tell me about the first time you ever did it? What it was like? It was here it was? actually. It was here at this Aldi? Uh, yeah. Okay, there's some stuff in here. Yeah, so and when we open up this lid, I see some strawberries. Yep. I see a carton of eggs. And oh they, my gosh, a bunch of eggs. Yeah. Most of them are cracked, but some of them may not be. They're not. Most oh of the time, they will throw them away if um, there's just one broken. So you would, I would, you would take that, right? Yeah, we mean, call it a dumpster dozen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh absolutely okay so i'm seeing a lot of plastic i'm seeing strawberries and there's cartons of eggs that we're probably gonna get i gotta say the smell's not bad no um, it's during it's, the during the summer it's pretty ripe yeah during the summer this dumpster diving business is different i also see some uh fresh ground turkey that's been opened and we would yeah. not touch that no i would not nope um i also see bags of hot dog buns hamburger buns. probably yeah this one's got like one moldy one in it and when I would take, yeah, when I would take it home, I'd you know they go into the sink with some water and vinegar sure. just to wash them off. Yeah, 
I would do that with anything. Now, when you've done this in the past, have you ever had employees come out and be like, hey, lady, what are you doing? Uh, not here. Huh. They don't care here. They don't seem to care. It depends on where, you know, I've been to the Aldi and uh, uh, Springfield on Boston Road. And they just say, you know, you can't, you can't do that. And I'm just like, okay, fine. But you can though, right? You can. <laughs> it's completely legal. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so do you find yourself having to educate people? Like, hey, you may not realize, or do you just not fight them? I don't okay. usually fight them. I don't have, I had an issue with a lady at, um, at a Walgreens a couple of years ago. She, she wanted to call the police because she said I was, you know, stealing or oh, no. trespassing, which, which you're not. This isn't stealing. I'm not. Yeah, this is, this is open. So open bag of buns is not. No, it's all stale. Oh, sometimes you find dented cans. Yeah. They throw away the dented cans. This one looks like it's been, it got frozen. So it popped. Ah. So you can't take that. I, or you get a, a mystery can, which no. is a can without a label. Oh, yeah. So I'm just going to dig in. Now, um, there's a lot of large trash bags and yeah. there's, it looks like a bunch of crap in there and it doesn't look pleasant. Like, I don't want to open it, but do yeah. you ever open the bags? Sometimes, if, if it's heavy enough. I kind of like lift the bag if it's heavy. That means there's like there's some merchandise in there or, you know, like food, some broccoli. Um, oh, I go broccoli. to convenience stores like CVS. Oh, I hear good things about CVS yeah. trash cans. Yeah. This it, looks like a totally unopened bag of apples. It, they probably got like one rotten in there. Huh. I mean, I found cases of perfectly good meat. Oh, um, wow. Now, why would they throw out perfectly good meat? If it's like a day out of... Uh, most people don't know that sell-by dates, uh, expiration dates are very arbitrary. The only ones where you really have to follow them is baby formula. And the only reason oh. that baby formula I found the other day was um, thrown out is because the can was a little bit dented. Ugh. That stuff's expensive. It's expensive having babies is, is, the word, is. is what I hear. Um, okay, got a bag of Meyer lemons. It looks ah. maybe a little. Oh, there was only one funky one in there. Ah, this is crazy. Right? There's only one funky one in there, but the rest look okay. Yeah. And so you just take them I find home a, and see. I, yep. I find a lot of those. Um, That's why. I put that can in a blessing box over in West Springfield. What's a blessing box? A blessing box is like a community food pantry mm, that cool. someone just builds on their property. Oh yeah, like those little libraries? Yeah. Yeah. I gotta say, um, going through the trash with you, like I feel I feel kind of close to you in a way <laughs> that I wouldn't feel close to a total stranger. Oh, fair enough. So that's that's pretty cool. See, so, yeah, they, they threw away the plastic bag recycling. Wow. That, that kind of irritates me. So people bring in plastic bags to get recycled and here they are in the dumpster. Just thrown away. Um, so now we're getting to the point where like there's things that we may not be able to reach. So you can use your picker or you can actually like put your body in here. Some people just jump right in. I don't because I, do, I, I just don't like to. <laughs> sure. Another giant bag of apples. Sometimes they throw things away if something else spilled on. <sighs> if it's the package... They'll throw it away. This looks sure. like it's like it, like one rotting blackberry. Blackberry. They'll throw it away if like the box got wet in shipping. Like the other day, we found a whole case of shortbread cookies. The boxes have gotten wet, but they're all sealed in plastic on the inside. So my thing is just donate the stuff. Don't right. dump it. What do you think is the barrier for these organizations? Is that they just don't have the protocol for it, or they don't have the 
a lot of a lot of the issue is with liability. Ah. A lot of people don't want to be liable if like injury or sickness, which almost never happens. But um, what people don't realize is that if you donate food, you are safe from liability. Oh. Because it's a good Samaritan law. Huh. Oh, I love iceberg lettuce. <laughs> It looks maybe salvageable. Now, do you have a, a find that was like, holy shit, I can't believe I found this? Absolutely. Um, a couple months ago, my husband and I were diving in Hadley, and there's a, a big, you know, 30 cubic yard dumpster out back of um, Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh. We found down comforters. We found sheets, curtains for our new house. I mean, we, we added it all up and it was at least $1,000 worth of merchandise. All that stuff had been um, returned. They don't resell it. They just throw it away. I know. <laughs> Some of the stuff we still have. I found a big plush unicorn in here uh, about a year and a half ago. My kids still love it. They're like, I pull it out and I can hear my kids screaming in, my, in the car. Yo, kids love unicorns. Yeah. Uh since you've been doing this a couple of years, you probably uh, have developed not necessarily a fearlessness about it, but like, you know, you've got a thick skin. Do you ever still get scared or anxious when you do this? No, not anymore. Once I did it the first time, the anxiety was gone. And I'm a, I am suffer from anxiety on the regular. So this is kind of like a cathartic for me, I guess. It's, it's a way to like release because I get so much out of it. It is a, almost like a high. I, I've heard a lot of people say that. Cause it's just like, Oh my God, look what I found. <laughs> Cause I mean, I've made, you know, like banana bread, pies, um, we eat eggs for breakfast every morning. Just about my kids eat broccoli. Um, <laughs> they're going to eat this broccoli. They'll eat it. <laughs> it must be a weird combination of like thrilling and bafflement thrilling because you got this stuff for free, but also baffled because like this is, perfectly good there's got to be a better way and so yeah. that tension is always with you when you're it's this. it's it definitely because it's you know you look at it and it's just like why why throw it away it's perfectly good i can wash it off if, if they would say this was going to be thrown away it's cheaper now i'll still i'd still buy it but they throw it away so i get it from the dumpster you know a lot of people are like oh you get it from the dumpster i wash it anything in packages gets wiped off I mean, anything else in here that you want to... Take another gander if you yeah. want. Yeah. As we're in this dumpster, I'm thinking, okay, how do I stack what I've already looked at to get it out of the way? You know, like, it's almost like a jigsaw puzzle in here. Okay. Oh, look at this. It's a big thing of berries. And I don't know anything about berries, so I'm just going to put them down. Okay, so we would not eat this open bag of boneless chicken thighs. No. That's a no-brainer. Got it. Ah, damn it. It really is funny to be in a dumpster seeing oh, trash and seeing perfectly good, bright-colored yeah. fruit. It's <laughs> just like it hurts my brain a little bit. Same here. This looks like a whole thing of... Ch oh, well. I don't know about that. Mm, no. Because you find so much success on a small scale, like today, you know, there's maybe 50 bucks worth of groceries in front of us, which is good. Mm. Sometimes you have filled up your whole car sure and have. sometimes you strike out. Has it become 
something bigger than you ever thought it would be. And I ask that because I can imagine so easily having a great day at the dumpster one time and then you get in your car and you just keep looking like you're pulling yeah, that, through, that, right? Like, does, are you overtaken by this sometimes? Sometimes I, I wouldn't say overtaken. I, I don't take more than I should. Sure. Once I find like enough, I'm like, I'm good. I can go home now. Um, like just like one day I was by myself and I came here and it looked like they had just tossed away, you know, the cheese and deli meats. And I was like, I, I told my husband, I, I just hit the mother load at Aldi. And I checked Dollar Tree as well. Hit the mother load there with several cases of uh, chips and snacks. And then Panera as well with two bags of bread. So if I just go here and I do well, I don't do any more. If it's just like a smattering, I just, I'll check other places. Hmm. Here, uh, CVS is huge when, with throwing stuff away. And not just not just food, but with like merchandise as well. Like you find like greeting cards. And most people like look look at you a little like this. Little, and some people are fun. like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess for those who are interested in doing this, but they don't like have the guts to try it. What, what would be your words of encouragement? My advice to anyone who's thinking about it is just to bite the bullet and do it. You may find something you may not. You get a lot or you get nothing. Like there's been days where I've been driving around for hours, find nothing. And then on other days, I filled my car up from this dumpster alone. Like one day it was tons and tons of cheese. I love cheese. Me too. <laughs> and then my son, who is lactose intolerant, we found vegan cheese, right? <laughs> it's like, it barely goes Which bad. Which is probably more expensive too. Eggs, uh, deli meats that were still frozen. So anything that was still frozen, I take immediately. Start at a place that you know. Don't be so freaked out. Yeah. A lot of stigma behind it, but once you push past it, it's like you have food now. For a while, you know, my family was subsisting on uh, food pantry food, which is a great service. Like they could donate this food to food pantry. And because my family relied on food pantries for so long, Seeing this really makes me angry. Or just people just throwing away things. It just irritates me. It doesn't have to be like that. No, it doesn't. Deirdre, thanks for inviting us along with Not you. Not a problem. Really appreciate it. I am on my way home from West Springfield and Deirdre and... <laughs> After uh, we left each other, I decided to try my hand at dumpster diving and went around in the area to see if I could find some cool stuff. And I got to say, all the dumpsters I was interested in uh, were either locked or attached to a building via a chute. So employees could throw stuff away from the inside, but it was an impenetrable chute, so I couldn't get into it. Um, there were some open dumpsters, but they belonged to dentist offices, and I don't think I want anything from... Actually, maybe that was a mistake. Anyway, I struck out, but I can absolutely see how after this experience, there's been this seal that's been broken in me, and I can see how I may keep my gloves in my car now. And when I happen to come across a dumpster, First of all, I'm definitely going to notice dumpsters more often now than I ever have. And I will 
check them out if it's attached to a store that I think might have cool stuff. And I might be a little less afraid than I would have been had I not hung out with Deirdre. And um, whether it's something I do only a couple more times in my life or if I do it on the regular, oh boy, I have one more quirky trait. That's just what I needed, one more quirky trait. That's a good one though, a noble trait, I think, to dumpster dive. You never forget your first dumpster. I know I never will, especially because my producer Jessica Severin D. Martinez took such lovely photos and videos. You can check them out at ctpublic.org slash audacious. And as far as dumpster diving here in the Constitution State, well, broadly speaking, it's legal, but check the town you're diving in to see if they have any local rules against it. And as you heard, if there's a no trespassing sign, I'd say move along to the next dumpster. But don't worry, there are plenty of dumpsters in the sea. Okay, that's a metaphor that can be tossed. Audacious is always produced lovingly by me, Jessica Severin D. Martinez, and Katie Talarski at Connecticut Public Radio in Hartford. Subscribe to Audacious and you'll always get to hear the show a day early. Plus, if you liked venturing out into the world with me like you did today, check out a couple other times we did it, like the first time I went to a nudist resort, and there's a time I tried my hand at auctioneering for the first time after getting advice from some of the best in the business. You can hear them all wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Audacious. And if you've got ideas for places I should be visiting and people I should have on the show, email audacious at ctpublic.org or send me your thoughts on the social medias. I'm everywhere at Kion Wolf. Thanks for listening. And if you find $50 in a dumpster, it's mine, but you can keep it. You deserve it.